Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello there, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Boy, it feels good to be back in the Text Talk studios. Uh, it's been a while. I, uh, I, have I mean, to, it doesn't seem like that to everybody else, but well, I was going to say, it has been between I, I, I want to compliment you because I know for all the listeners, you know, they've just been having these great daily devotional conversations. Uh, but for you and I, we've been playing a lot of the will they, won't they record again <laughs> uh, these last couple of weeks. It's been tough. And it's been nice to get together and, and be able to pick up uh, the scripture again. I am very glad that your trip to Africa went fantastic, and I'm glad that you came back safely. Yes, it was it was fruitful. I'm excited about that. And one of the fellows that I traveled with, Chad Brewer, he even gave me a gift to remember the trip and the work together, he gave me a Bible. He gave you a Bible. And, yeah. well, how about you read from that Bible then and read chap- John chapter 5? Okay, we'll do it. So I'm reading from the Legacy Standard Bible today, John chapter 5. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever sickness with which he was afflicted. And a man was there who had been sick for thirty-eight years." When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been sick a long time, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And immediately the man became well and picked up his mat and began to walk. Now it was the Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, He who made me well was the one who said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Pick up your mat and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away, and disclosed to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. And for this reason the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing from himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in the same manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing, And the Father will show him greater works than these, so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes. 
for not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son so that all will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. Those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. And he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come forth those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. I can do nothing from myself. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone bear witness about myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness about me, and I know that the witness which he gives about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. But the witness I receive is not from man. But I say these things so that you may be saved. He was the lamp that was burning and shining. And you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the witness I have is greater than the witness of John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do, bear witness about me, that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me, he has borne witness about me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his form, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe him whom he sent. You search the scriptures, because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that bear witness about me, and you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. I do not receive glory from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in yourselves. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that is from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. The one who accuses you is Moses, in whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? A lengthy chapter, and I have to tell you, here's the struggle. We get five conversations. Mm, there's a lot more I, than five here in this yeah, chapter. Yeah, I really wish we could almost have three, maybe four weeks, maybe an entire month on this chapter. There's so many <laughs> so rich. many things in here. It is. We're going to have to take this down to five conversations. It starts, though, with a miracle. I guess that is the setting and background for this discussion. Yes, yes. And the healing of a lame man. I'm going to tell you, this is one of the oddest stories about healing to me. There, there are so many things in this that I, that, I don't know, throw me for a little bit of a loop. It's just, it's just odd. I, number one, normally uh, we see miracle stories and it's anchored in the person having faith and they've got to have faith in Jesus. I mean, we're going to get an ax and Peter's going to heal a lame man and he's going to talk about how it's faith in the name of Jesus that this man is, by which this man is healed. Here's a guy that's healed, and he doesn't even know the name of Jesus. He doesn't know who this guy is that's talking to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an odd thing because we hear about this pool that supposedly there was some regularly occurring miracle that's supposed to happen there. And I know lots of people have different discussions about that, and 
whether that was really going on, was it legendary? Right. What, you know, why right. were they? But they were all here and they believed it. Oh, well, that's the thing. I, I think that the, this man who's been lame for 38 years, he believed it. Yeah. Because he's, he's given a reason. I'll tell you why I'm not healed. No one will bring me down to the water. No one will bring me down to the water. I am wondering why Jesus is in the middle of a bunch of people that are lame and paralyzed withered. and sick and withered. Yeah. And, and he only picks one guy. Why is it this guy? And then I'd say it throws me for a loop that this guy, he, honestly, it's like he rats Jesus out. Once he figures out who Jesus is, he's like, oh, let me go tell on him. I'll, t- I'll <laughs> tell you who told me to walk around carrying a mat. <laughs> and some of this, I, I know some of, the, some of the parts of it that I find a little bit confusing or a little bit disturbing also come up. I mean, if we were just reading through John for the very first time, Probably it wouldn't bother me as much, but I do know we're going to get to the story of a blind man that is healed. And there's some comparisons and contrasts between the two guys that make me that make me say they're they're foils of each other. The the blind man that we're going to read about in John nine, I think, is really demonstrating to us the proper example and the proper uh, approach to Jesus and faith in Jesus and follow up with Jesus. And this guy falls far short, yet he still gets healed. And that's an amazing thing to me. He does. He's selected by the Lord, like you said, out of a whole crowd of people who needed some healing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as opposed to maybe in some of the synoptic accounts where we just get a verse about how and Jesus healed them and Jesus healed them all day until the sun went down. Yeah. He goes into a place where they're all sick and he actually asks a particular man. Right. Yeah. Do you want to be healed? Yes. Do you want to be made well? You know what? I want to talk about that question. Can I really quickly, though, make a point regarding what you said, what we normally see in the synoptics? Because, you know, the interesting interesting thing in the synoptics, what we normally see is Jesus goes to a synagogue. He starts teaching and they bring people to be healed. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of folks have this common misunderstanding that what Jesus did is he went into town, he went to the bad side of town and started partying with all the sinners until they realized how much he loved them, or he went somewhere (laughs) and just started healing a bunch of people for them to realize, oh, this is the guy, we should start listening to him. Mm -hmm. No, the, the norm was... I go into town, I go to the synagogue, I start teaching, people respond to the teaching, I heal them, and then more people come and respond, which is why he was healing more and more and more and more. Whereas here, this is a unique situation. He goes to a place where there's a bunch of sick people. Here's a guy that doesn't even know who he is. Apparently, all the sick people there don't recognize him. Nobody's hollering out and saying, hey, hey, come get me. And even after he heals a guy, nobody is doing that. Well, I noticed two things here. We're also, we're back at Jerusalem. And then uh, this happens on a Sabbath day. And we're going to stir up this controversy of this Mm -hmm. happening on a Sabbath day. Absolutely. So a lot of things going on here. We've got just another minute or two. I I do want to talk about that. You you brought up this question, do you want to be healed? Yeah, do you wish to get well? Which is an odd question. I mean, that's part of it that's odd to me. Here he is in the midst of a bunch of people that are sitting around a pool where they want, where, where they're supposed to be able to get to be healed. And Jesus asked that question. I mean, what do you think the answer was? Well, you know, maybe he's hoping that Jesus looks like a strong guy being a carpenter and all. Will you, will you <laughs> haul me down to this water? Nobody else will haul me down to this water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's kind of like I, I think if I were the guy, I'd be like, well, I mean, I know they didn't use this expression back in first century Jerusalem, but I think I would be like, well, duh. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here, ain't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Obviously, I want to be healed. I think the guy almost takes it as a little bit of an accusation, which is why he responds the way he does about, well, you know, because it almost, I think to him, may come off as, well, if you wanted to be healed, you'd have probably made it in there by now. Mm. And so it almost sounds to me like the, the, 
lame man takes it as an accusation, but I'm still just Jesus asking the question. And I think it's really important for us to hear that Jesus asks this question. Uh, So many of the miracles are mirrors to salvation, mirrors to uh, the grace of God that heals us spiritually. I think we need to recognize Jesus is asking us, do you want to be healed? I don't just go around healing people. Do you want to be healed? And, And I think some people don't want to be healed. I wonder if they appreciate their need. I mean, one thing I can say about this fella is he's been lame for 38 years. And so, yes, he knows I need healing. Um, and when you realize it, then you want it. You realize, you know, realize the need. Coming back from this trip to Africa, okay, I knew I was sick for a few days afterwards. I knew I needed healing. But, you know, you talk about the parallel to spiritual needs. I'm afraid a lot of people don't even realize. Mm. You know, they're very happy and very content in a, in a life of sin or worldly pursuits. You talk about healing. I'm not sick. Yeah. So Jesus asked the question, do you want to be healed? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm what, walking just fine. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Do I want to be healed? I mean, if I'm sick, I'll call you. Exactly. So then there's some people I think that, well, yeah, I want to be healed, but I don't necessarily want your cure. Mm. I think there might be might be some people along those lines yeah. that they realize yeah. something is lacking and something is wanting, but we've kind of heard a few things about Jesus, and I don't want his solution to this problem. I'll go somewhere else. His solution may be different than what I'm expecting. Right. Like this fellow's expecting someone to get him down to the water. Right. Jesus is going to give him a whole different way. Yes. Stand up, be healed, pick up your bed. All right, and he goes He goes and is healed. One of the other things that really shocks me is here's a guy that for a long, long time has been hanging out with a bunch of sick people at a place where they all want to be healed. Mm-hmm. Jesus heals him, and apparently this, this guy doesn't start telling everybody, hey, hey, did y'all see what happened? Uh, I mean, the only testimony he gives is when these Pharisees start asking, what's it about? And then he finally rats Jesus out. So I, I think it's a... Well, I... Maybe it's a curious thing to me in verse 13. It looks like there is a crowd stirred up at the sight of this fella, but Jesus had slipped away in that crowd. So, I mean, is it the raucous of the healing? Is it just there were so many people? I don't know. But Jesus didn't. It's one of those times where he didn't want to be known Hmm. and kind of slips away. Well, he does slip away. He does slip away for sure. All right. Well, I think the thing that we need to see here is, do you want to be healed? Mm -hmm. Listen, Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, if you're listening to our conversation and you want to be healed, I'm not Jesus. Andrew isn't Jesus, but we know him. We'd love to introduce you to him. We'd love to talk to you about the healing that he offers. Let us know. Send us an email at uh, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Why don't you go ahead and lead us out in prayer, brother? Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of Christ. And we are humbled as we read this account in John 5 to think about the healing uh, that uh, hopeless people have in Christ. But Father, we we need to, to appreciate our need and want it and ask because you are quick to heal and to save. But Father, you don't force yourself on any of us. And we thank you for your love and your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.